Welcome to Now We're Talking, a show committed to promoting empowerment and keeping the conversation going. Proudly sponsored by Heart Choice Enterprises, offering occupational therapy services that assist in making life doable and enjoyable for adults with lived experience of disability and for caregivers. And now here's your host, Cherie Rowett. Hello and welcome to the Now We're Talking show. I'm your host this week, Cherie Rowett. And my co-hosts are my colleagues in the Now Empowerment Collective, Elizabeth E. Lames and Susan Knapp. So, Elizabeth, hello. How are you this week? I'm good, thanks, Cherie. What's been happening with Living Attributes this week? Oh, I've been writing my book again. <laughs> <laughs> As you know. This is your bit, second book, Yeah, it's it? my second yeah. book and on the second draft of editing it. So, yeah, so, you know, I know I just feel a bit boring every time we come <laughs> and you say, what have you been doing this week? And I go, oh, I've just been doing my book. Well, <laughs> I think any of our listeners who are writers, and there'd be a number of them, yeah. would really get it, that it is just a persistent task, yeah. isn't it? You have to keep yeah. going, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, every writer has their own style and mm. I'm, I'm get a bit sort of submerged in the whole thing and yes. swimming around in it and even though you know it's content that I've had for a long time it still still needs refreshing and yeah and current climate and all that stuff Oh, gosh, yes, yes, yes. Well, that sounds amazing. And Susan, how are you going? How's, I'm good, How's your week been for Intuit Africa, Susan? You're always so busy too, so yeah, what's happening? My yeah, my weeks are always um, full of lots of diversity and lots of really interesting things. I think one of the things that happened recently was our kids in Kenya went on a school trip. So while that actually doesn't sound like such a big deal when you're when your children who live in a resource poor community and you have access to very limited um resources. Going on a school trip is a really huge thing. So there was a an activity day that the children went to where they got to ride horses and do bouncy castles. And this is a really, really huge thing. So I had lots of beautiful photos coming into my feed of the kids so excited and sitting on horses and their parents looking at them on these horses. And then, of course, no, taking Amalia for her horse riding here in Adelaide. <laughs> um, yeah, just just really, really beautiful. Oh, that's fabulous, isn't mm. it? And sometimes it's just those simple things, isn't it? Yeah, it really yeah. can be, can't yeah. it? And hey, in Heart Choice Enterprises this week, um, I kind of spread my wings a bit and went and connected with um, some people who are working in the wellness space in a seminar. And it, gee, it was refreshing, you know, just to talk with people. I think when we take time out, you know, at seminars to reflect and connect with new people, new mm, conversations, yeah. I found it delightful. It was really um, re-energising. And it was in a beautiful setting in um, Handorf, and it was the most gorgeous scenery from the venue. So yeah, had a had a really good um, you know, sort of day of, of renewal really around yeah. around my work. So it was really lovely. Um, we're in the third show, guys, of our four show series about the importance of belonging, and uh, it's a great great campaign. This one that now Such has running one. because really. Uh, but belonging is so important that it's sort of endless, isn't it? We just keep, we need to keep paying it attention. We need to keep building it and never take it for granted. Um, and uh, I thought maybe we could uh, think too about when we belong. It's sort of like um, something that also often comes with responsibility. If we if we choose to belong somewhere mm. purposefully because it aligns with our purpose, so that might be an association with other people who are on the same track as you in life, or it might be a certain place that you know you're wanting to belong with, etc. It often comes with responsibilities. That's kind of they go a hand lot. in hand, <laughs> yeah. don't they? So it's not like that you. I don't think. 
you're working to earn the belonging, but you're working to honour the belonging and to keep mm. the belonging alive. Um, and I, I know in our collective, for example, that's a place that we all, an, an, a business entity, an association that we all choose to belong to, don't we, around this yep. table? Mm-hmm. And so um, I thought we might be able to reflect a little bit for our listeners about some of the responsibilities that come with that. Um, Elizabeth, I know you're the sort of principal and co-founder and the cultural director of the collective. And um, so how do you sort of see, can you get name an, an example of a responsibility that you, that you um, mm. take care of in honour of belonging in that collective? Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I'm sort of, um, yeah, caretaker of the brand, so to speak. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I spend a bit of time on the website and, you know, creating the culture around uh, what we stand for. So that that is part of my responsibility. And as a co-founder, um, you know, sort of seeding the uh, idea as well. So, so you know, having that... Um, the memory of of what was seeded originally, and and then being sort of like custodian of making sure that that seed um, is nourished and and it can grow into um, what it has today. Yeah, so it's making sure that 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 tree that it's grown into, <laughs> um, the now empowerment collective is actually um, yeah still being looked after mm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's sort of looking after us now too. Yeah, yeah, giving yeah, yeah. Us shelter and sh- yeah. I like that, that association, like actually having a structure, is sort of this central thing that we all take care of, really, yeah. isn't it? Between us, it's beyond each of us individually, and it's a coll- it truly is a collective um, thing to look after. Mm. Susan, you and your daughter Aaliyah are members of the leadership team, and what sort of responsibilities does that bring that that you enjoy? such a seemingly simple question and then after Elizabeth has answered so eloquently I'm like oh my gosh so so maybe we're the leaves I think what Aaliyah and I do um, but I, I actually don't know whether I've consciously thought about it Cherie and so now when I hear it I, I feel like uh, we understand that we have a responsibility to maintain the integrity of now um, and it's it's hard because the way that I'm describing it it isn't actually necessarily a tangible responsibility but it's it's that we have a responsibility to maintain the integrity of now and the seed and the the roots and the foundation of the tree um but also to I guess for me with the work that I do again with Aaliyah and Rana and and some of the other young people that are associated with now is also to make sure that that they are nurtured and that they are um, protected and cared for and and not just the young people you know all of us it's mm. i think this is our collective responsibility mm. and uh, again interesting you know with rana one of our previous guests and just as her life is elevating to some more public profiles um just to make sure that she's still got that protection around her she's still got that groundedness she's still got that balance Mm, beautifully said. Oh, so thanks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I can hear again how that having now Empowerment Collective as the vehicle really brings you outside of your own personal needs and wants, you sure, know, in yes. business and your own yes. into it Africa ch- chapter of it all. You yeah, know, you're sort yeah. of really thinking of the people that you're, we're mentoring and the mm. leadership that we're growing mm. in the community. So thanks for those examples. Um, with my role as co-founder and community development director with now. 
I feel like my responsibilities are kind of about turning up at meetings, as simple as that. A lot oh, of people yeah. will relate to that. It's just mm. making that a priority in your diary. You mm. girls do the same thing. It's like not letting anything else, you know, cut through the time that we set aside for this work because it won't happen on its own. Mm. And even just as simple as me being sort of secretarial as well, like I'm just taking notes at the meeting, so I'm kind of flipping between my listening and my contributing brain to my what do we need to capture in our notes to keep a sort of a, a and sound you're so good record of, of our activities mm. because we are an association yeah. and we've got to meet the sort of standards around being mm. an association. So, yeah, there's lots of responsibilities that come with it. But I have to say there's always a joy because I think at our meetings we're really good at turning up but being present with each other and mm. listening well and, and growing things collaboratively. Mm. So it's, yeah, it, it is. It, I think we all get as much from it as we're giving, you know what I mean? It's just such a… Absolutely. And one of the beautiful things about our meetings is also it's not like one of those meetings for the sake of having a meeting where you then leave and feel like you've Yawn. lost the will to leave. Yes. We leave feeling very activated and <laughs> yeah. feel like we're moving forward and yes. and feel like actually we want to meet again and we want to continue. Yes. Yeah. Just keep developing mm, the concepts yes. and the yes. ideas and the events that and, and projects yeah. that we're planning. So, yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? So this shared sense of belonging is mm. also got with it this shared sense of responsibility for sure. the Now Empowerment Collective in our midst. Um, so I guess that's a benefit of having a sense of belonging, that it really invites commitment and it invites action together mm-hmm. amongst the people who feel that they belong and choose to belong to that particular association or that particular place, to something shared, something bigger than the individuals involved. Um, yeah, and so that's why um, it's a great example of why the belonging is important. And um in these four weeks, these shows, this little series that we're doing at the moment, um, we're bringing you content that focuses on how people can grow connectivity, can demonstrate inclusiveness, can embrace diversity and can promote sustainability through connecting with other people and feeling like we're doing it together, not that we're Mm. struggling on our own and in isolation because that's just not great for people. Human beings need each other. Absolutely. (laughs) We're stronger together. So um, in our show today, um, after the break, we're going to go into an interview with Cynthia Caird, who's a senior manager at the Australian Migrant Resource Centre. The Australian Migrant Resource Centre has offices in Adelaide, Mount Gambier, the Murraylands, Narracourt and Border Town. So basically sprinkled through South Australia, particularly in zones where migrants uh, tend to, there are, there are numbers of migrants settling. So um, are you looking forward to this conversation? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that considering the migrant migrant perspective is really relevant when we're talking about the importance of belonging. So um, Cynthia's work, of course, is creating more belonging for migrants. Now, after we've interviewed her, we will dive into our third segment on the show and our regular listeners will know that we'll come back and look at the Now Empowerment Collective campaign of the importance of belonging to explore it some more. And we'll bounce off some ideas that have emerged from our conversation with Cynthia there. And then finally, we'll head into keeping the conversation going. And this is a segment where we love to just broaden the discussion a bit, perhaps consider some current dilemmas, offer some empowerment tips to our audience through our humble opinion and our humble view of the world. And <laughs> we hope that our thoughts will spark our listeners' considerations and their conversations to flow on um, the topics that we're covering around the importance of belonging because it's an important one and, it's, and we'd love to bring it to life. <laughs> 
So coming up after the break, we'll be back talking with Cynthia Caird from the Australian Migrant Resource Centre. You're listening to the Now We're Talking show on Radio Italia Uno. Maisha Flow is an Adelaide-based not-for-profit which empowers girls in Kenya. It does that by making sustainable sanitary packs for the women living in the slums. 17-year-old Aliyah Sarango does all of this from Adelaide, which also gives employment opportunities in Kenya. You can help by inviting Aliyah to speak at your business, school or corporate event. Follow Aliyah on Instagram, maisha.flow. Into Ed Africa, an organisation that's changing the world for the better, transforming global communities by challenging the status quo of education and operations in Africa and Australia. Using a social enterprise model with global connections, working with people on the ground as their guides, helping build and develop sustainable education and purposeful enterprise facilities in Kenya and Rwanda. Visit their website, intoafrica.org, to donate or call their CEO, Susan Knapp, on 0414-651-012. You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues. Hey, welcome back. You're here with us listening into the Now We're Talking show with Cherie Rowett and my co-hosts Elizabeth E. Lames and Susan Knapp from the Now Empowerment Collective. It's my delight now to introduce Cynthia Caird from the Australian Migrant Resource Centre. Cynthia's based at the AMRC head office here in the Adelaide CBD, not far from the Adelaide Central Markets, in fact. And we first met Cynthia Caird some years ago when we were exploring the importance of belonging for a video we were making. And we wanted to include um, the perspectives of lots of people, women, men, children and the migrant perspective. So Cynthia helped us out by inviting the youth that she was working with at the time who were migrants from places like, I think there was like um, Burma and Cambodia um, and maybe another couple of places as well. And they they were invited to add their voice to our video. We were so pleased, weren't we, Elizabeth, that they were able to help because they really did add this rich depth of and a reality to the migrant experience that was really good. So um, the good news, dear listeners, is that that video is still available on the Now Empowerment Collective website if you'd like to check it out. And even though it was made back in 2016, I think when you watch it, you'll see how timeless the mm. themes are and the concepts are because human beings are pretty, you know, Absolutely. we're pretty universal, aren't we? Since then, we've had the pleasure of connecting up with Cynthia Caird again and again at various events celebrating cultural diversity in our Australian community. For example, Harmony Day celebrations in March. And so now here we are in 2022 and we're pleased that Cynthia continues to hold her senior management role. 21. At the S- 2021. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of not myself. Quite, not quite. Where did that come from? Gosh. <laughs> so Cynthia fortunately is in the right time zone and she's still at in her senior management role at the Australian Migrant Resource Centre where she's leading community services and engagement women's empowerment and youth leadership. That's a pretty big portfolio, isn't it? And a really important one. So we're very excited to have a chat with Cynthia Caird today. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to the Now We're Talking show. 
Hi, good afternoon. Uh, I'm really pleased to be in this show. Oh, look, we're so pleased to have you and we believe you've stepped out of a training day that you're delivering. So thank you for making time for this conversation. It's really important that we share the migrant experience in this in this series that we're doing about the importance of belonging. So we're curious to find out what belonging means to you, Cynthia, and um, perhaps you might like to share a, a recent experience of belonging that you've had and what you valued about it. Simply put, um, to me, belonging is feeling at home um, and particularly in a safe environment uh, where you enjoy the freedom of being um, a person uh, in a community and knowing that you can also contribute to the community. Um, One of the things that actually resonates with me in terms of belonging is with the work that I have done, uh, there was um, some recognition of uh, the efforts that I have for the community through the governor uh, acknowledging uh, my individual uh, rec- an individual recognition for community service and the oh, other one was also uh, the pride of australia uh, medal uh, award that i got in 2014 it's a long time but i'm so pleased that um, i was part of that and uh, enjoy i enjoy the benefits of being a worker at the same time being recognised for your... Congratulations, uh, Cynthia. That's just incredible. And Cynthia, I I think we would love it if you're feeling comfortable, if you'd be able to share a little bit about your personal journey of building connections and community here in Australia. Yeah, gladly. Um, I arrived in 1996 and I was looking, uh, I was walking around and I found the Australian Migrant Resource Centre. And it was in 1997, in September, when they actually employed me as a Filipino worker. Wow. And I haven't left. (laughs) (laughs) So you really feel like you belong. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I really belong here. And having uh, the work with various communities has actually bring a lot of um, satisfaction uh, and a bit of achievement, a personal achievement. That um, even if I don't speak their languages, I am able to actually assist them with their needs and journey with them in their settlement journey. Um, oh, the, the people that I've worked with, um, I have become a better person um, because I've worked with other people. And um, I have made a lot of friends uh, other than the community where I belong to. So uh, it's just amazing um, the experience I have working at the Australian Migrant Preschool Centre. Um, yeah, just uh, thinking um, back to the video again, Cynthia, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the video sort of, we had the, really it was quite improvised um, and the, stu- I think they were students at the time, um, really mm-hmm. shared from their heart. And, you know, we often think you know, people come to Australia and they, you know, so cool, have handouts or whatever. But what we got was just so beautiful that these young people, all they wanted to do was join community and also then give back. It was just delightful, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah, yeah. and I wish I could remember the young man's name that, that we spoke to. He was he was sort of like your helper assistant, I think he was. Was he from Cambodia? or I think maybe, yeah. or Vietnam, I'm not sure. Yeah. He has actually moved on because he wanted to become a doctor. Oh, oh wow. So he, he was a lifesaver yeah. and um, 
was worked in the entertainment uh, industry, yes. and uh, this time he's actually enrolled in um, medical course. Oh yes, yeah. I, yeah. I think I'm remembering which one you're talking about. He was mm. a very handsome, tall young man. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Uh, but this other chap was sort of just uh, helping out. And he was in the sidelines, and and we sort of said, "Come on, we want you to get on camera and have a little chat." And he said, "Oh, okay then." And he came on, and he started talking about you know how beautiful his life is here in Australia, and um, and then he said, "Oh, I talked a little bit about you know sometimes I see my friends on Facebook overseas and see how hard it is." for them and he really he actually teared up it was just yeah so real and so raw and just prompt you know he just got on the camera and and shared that he didn't even know that he was going to be doing that um but you know what the thing was that we learned so much from creating that video about young people you know who were coming into Australia and that you know it just shifted everybody's perspective on on what they bring and how committed they are to creating you know to adding value to other people's lives it was just exquisite it was exquisite and Cynthia I'm wondering is that degree of passion that we saw in that young man for example and everyone who spoke to camera is that degree of passion for connection typical of most of the migrants that you're seeing at the Australian Migrant Resource Centre? Very much Um, people are so grateful and they're so excited to start their new lives in Australia Mm. and they're very grateful for the chance of um, given by government for them to resettle here and, you know, they've escaped war and, and, and safe conditions there. They feared for their safety. And so coming to a country which actually welcomes them and opens up um, their arms to welcome them uh, is a really meaningful uh, period in their settlement journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a lot of generosity in the community other than the services that we provide. Uh, other uh, community people would actually offer uh, to assist uh, in the work that we do. And we have that from uh, various uh, agencies. We work with other agencies as well as civic organizations like Rotary Club, the Zonta International, um, Seroptimus. They had been partners with us in ensuring uh, additional support uh, for the young people, in, uh, especially, and also families out there. Yes, a team effort by the sounds. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. And I, I love what you're saying because it's like the you're the, the core organisation but then there's all of these other um, faculties that come into play to create that sense of, of belonging. I think our listeners would be interested to know, Cynthia, about how people who perhaps have never moved to another country or another city or another town um, how do how can they connect into the the sense of belonging or the sense of loss that the is created yeah when you when you make such a huge shift um you mean those that have come in here no I'm actually talking about like uh, people who have never moved, how can how can they create a sense of empathy or a sense of compassion or or a sense of understanding of the experiences that people are coming in to when they come to Australia? Okay. Now, um, they just need to be um, receptive of uh, the new people that have come in because they are of very different mm-hmm. cultures and different languages as well. So they just, and if they're unsure about how to approach them, 
second uh, ask them, uh, is there anything that I can help you with or are you settling well? Many of the Australians would actually say, are you happy here? Mm. So uh, they can get uh, varied uh, responses where if families have still got family left overseas, they would actually be sad that they're here and their families are still suffering overseas. Mm. But many of the young people particularly are so excited because they have access to education Mm. and support uh, by government. So we do get a lot of people who are actually asking, what can we do? with your uh, groups. And uh, I would actually um, say to them that uh, these are the things that they usually need. Uh, firstly, it needs to be um, a feeling that they belong or they are actually welcome and accepted for their differences, mm, yeah, which for is sure. a really good step. And it's a, an initial step to better communication or better a relationship with the new people. So if you had one wish, Cynthia, um, mm-hmm. for migrants, uh, what would that be for when they first arrive? What would your wish be that would make their life easier? I wish for the families to uh, enjoy the benefits of uh, the freedom and uh, the safe environment in Australia. I wish for them uh, to be able to bring fulfillment to their dreams of uh, living a safe and a new life in Australia, and also for them to have families reunify with them because mm. uh, settlement uh, is can only be achieved, uh, successful settlement can only be achieved when people belong. And when people belong, have the feeling of belongingness, people uh, actually need uh, extended family or other family members that have separated from them mm. and need it to come and join them, reunify with them in Australia. Yeah, and what I'm hearing is the family thing is even more crucial because the the, the point of differences between people could be quite strong, so, you mm. know, culturally. And mm. so just the, the family, I, can, I imagine, creates a bit of a buffer to, you know, just to sort of, you know, relax into the community in a sense, because you're not sort of isolated. You don't feel quite so isolated. I imagine that, you know, if you do have extended family, then, yeah, it's just sort of, there's a, I get yeah. a, a relaxing I- into the, the, the place that you've uh, settled in. Yeah, I get that. It, yeah. it has got a number of challenges uh, as, as well. Mm. So that uh, when families reunify uh, through the family reunion visa, the families don't get Centrelink immediately. They have to wait four years. So the sponsor will have to provide for them for the four years uh, that uh, they are not entitled to Centrelink benefit. But a lot of them have this resilience uh, coming from uh, countries uh, with challenges. Mm -hmm. And they find work very easily because they, they don't choose, but rather their first, um, first uh, dream is to actually get jobs so they can help themselves as well as families overseas. Yes, yes. Mm, yeah, such such valuable information. Yeah. Uh, would you mind sharing a couple of tips with us and our listeners about how anyone can support new migrants to experience more belonging here in Australia? Yes, thank you. Now, um, for 
for the general audience um, and as general community, I would uh, appeal to them that they just make people uh, feel welcome uh, in spite of the race or the um, means of migration that they have. For many refugee families, they cannot wait to be resettled. So as soon as you open your arms and make them feel welcome, they would actually develop that uh, feeling of belongingness. Uh, many of the migrants, too, uh, without extended families here, they have come to choose to live in Australia because they would like to have better lives. We just need to make them feel welcome as well. So um, the community empathy for new arrival, new communities, to South Australia is a great step towards people developing their feeling of belongingness. Absolutely. And everything that you're saying is is free and easy. You just have to be mindful of it and and it can just create so much unity and that beautiful sense of belonging. Mm. So Cynthia um, if yeah, if people want to contact us, yes. uh, our number is eight two one seven nine five zero four and we're located in four Six, six uh, regional a- uh, six outlets, two in metro and four in regional areas. So we operate where there are migrants and refugees uh, resettled or living, uh, residing in those areas. And do you have a Facebook page too, Cynthia? Uh, we do. Uh, please like our Facebook. It's www.australianmigrantresourcecentre.com.au. Oh, thanks, Cynthia, so much. It's been great to hear your insights today about what we can do to create a more belonging, more belonging in our world. And listeners, please do connect in with Cynthia Caird and the Australian Migrant Resource Centre on their website and on their Facebook page and support them in their great work, building more belonging through metro and rural areas of South Australia. And we hope we can connect up again with you, Cynthia, sometime soon. In fact, if you're free on the last Sunday of the month, you're most welcome to join us at the Now Coffee and Conversation events that we host regularly. And that invitation extends to you too, our listeners. Just hop online at Humanitics and search for events by Now Empowerment Collective or check out promotions for the Coffee and Conversation sessions on our social media. So thank you so much again, Cynthia. You're listening to the Thank Now We're Talking show on 87.6 FM Adelaide, Radio Italia Uno. And we'll be right back with you after this short break. Are you at a point where your work or life doesn't seem to cut it anymore and the emotional feeling in your stomach or heart is calling you to do something different? Elizabeth Elames is an archetype activator and her purpose is helping you to identify what that something different is and why it surfaced. Teaching you how to bring your inner archetypes to life, Elizabeth can identify your story, activate your codes and align you with your soul's higher purpose. Find your inner strength and direction by visiting www.elizabethelames.com. You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues. Hey, welcome back from the break. You're listening to the Now We're Talking show. 
Wasn't it good, Elizabeth and Susan, to be talking to Cynthia Caird before the break? Mm, so interesting. Yeah. yeah, she's got this real deep awareness of the mm. relevance of belonging for migrants, hasn't she? Absolutely, yeah. Can you believe how many years she's been involved in that the Migrant yeah. Resource Centre and contributing there? Yeah. It's it's really her thing, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. She really yeah. belongs. Yeah, yeah she, really <laughs> she really belongs, really like belongs. she said. And I was really pleased with the actions that she shared with us, you know, around... Um, being willing to welcome migrants and even the wording of questions such as, are you happy here and are you settling well here? And I think that it's really handy to have the words to use. It's just a simple question, but sometimes if we don't know how to word a question or how to greet somebody, we don't know where to start. So I thought that was really practical and really helpful. Did you think that um, it was sort of doable? Could you see yourselves doing that? You know, I, I think absolutely, Sheree. And I, I'm reflecting back. I did a lot of thinking about last week's episode. And I, I think we don't even have to apply that only to migrants. You know, what about our neighbours? Mm. What about the people in our street? These are actually really fundamentals that we can do just with other people. Yes. Sure, it's it's we need to be mindful of it if somebody doesn't speak another language and they've come from another country and that. But I think we can also break it down onto such a local level and just say it to our neighbours and yes. say it to someone that we've met. Yes. It's really, really simple. We just forget. We get a bit caught up in the busyness yeah, and yeah. forget. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know when um, when I had a, had a, you know all of us have had experiences with grief journeys. I remember uh, reading something that it suggested that we say to people in grief, um, "How how is your day going today?" Or how is you know how is today oh, yeah, for you? Mm. And it's so helpful to have the right words because mm. if you've got something to say, it connects you and it starts the conversation and it creates that sort of sense of belonging with each other and so I think Cynthia giving us some words that are appropriate with mm. migrants how are you settling are you happy here I think they're great sort of really practical entry points mm. for relationship to start start flowing Elizabeth what hope did you draw from Cynthia's message um, and her experiences and her work at AMRC well, first up, that that we have those facilities for people, yes. um, I think you know that's that's wonderful mm. um, because you know I sort of think about um, my own heritage and that you know I wonder what it was like when when they first sort of came to Australia, um, one being Irish and um, and also Germans, but um, it, you know, I know it's a very different. Um, environment today as well but um, just that when we were t- talking about the family thing and uh, it made me think oh yeah you know I really was quite passionate about understanding that that buffer you know because when you have family around you you do sort of understand um you have a sense of belonging first up, you know, so your your nervous system's a bit relaxed because you, there's already a little bit of belonging. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it did make me wonder what it was like for early settlers. Yeah, and, um, yeah, maybe we'll go a bit deeper in that in the next section. But, um, yeah, that, that, that whole sense of community, I think, does start with uh, people who are familiar with you, yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, when when often families have loyalty, they bring loyalty to each other. Mm. And I think when your whole environment, physical environment, is new around you, mm. and you're having to learn to navigate and interpret and make sense of how the new systems work, I think to have people who've got your back, 
Mm. is really, really um, helpful, isn't it? So Mm. for people who come from peaceful families and functional families and who have family here, that would be such an asset. But I guess for some migrants, they might come with a small family contingent. Mm. They might be the first in their family. Their family may be struggling with stress and somewhat dysfunctional. Mm. So I suppose, you know, we can't assume that they're having a great time mm. from the family base. And I guess any sign of welcome or warm-heartedness from the people in the new country they've come to would be mm. potentially quite beneficial. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting talking – yeah, I'm just, you know, remembering um, a school friend who came from Belfast and, you know, because they came to Australia because – of what it was like in Belfast at that time in the seventies, um, and and they had no family here. They had yes. no. They were just the mum and dad and the kids. Um, and you know, I was fortunate enough to become friends with Maura. And but being able to sit around and get them to share stories, yeah, I'm sure that the story thing comes in really valuable as well. You know, so yes. uh, because then I was able to. Yeah, get get an understanding of their world, where they came from. You know, like as I'm talking now, I can see pictures of Belfast. I have no idea what the place looks like or, you know, their country house that they had in Ireland and all of these things. But, um, yeah, just just hearing those stories and actually eating the food, even though they're from Ireland and, you know, we're Australian, uh, the food's still different. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. So, you know, the way that they make things is really quite different. Um, So just that shared, yeah that shared experience with each other and the storytelling is, yeah. It does connect yeah. people, doesn't it? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I was yeah. adopting families all over the place in my <laughs> life though, you know, <laughs> being an only child. <laughs> but also thinking about that with relation to Cynthia, you know, she's been in that position since I think she said 1997. Yes. Imagine the people who consider her family, <gasps> the people who have come in uh, into Australia and, and come into the AMRC and – and being greeted by her and and her welcoming team and just that automatic sense of belonging, sense of acceptance. She must have a really big family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, she must have a really big one. (laughs) And I just loved that as we spoke about that video we made with with, um, Mm. youth at the AMRC in 2016, as we spoke about some examples of some of the people that we remember speaking to camera, Mm. she could remember who we meant and where they've got on to in their journey of life yes. so I think for yes. Cynthia that relationship with each individual is really quite important mm. and she really does really connect with each one so mm. it's beautiful isn't just it? beautiful yeah 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 yeah. so um I'm so glad that we had, had that chance to catch up with Cynthia um you're listening to the now we're talking show listeners and after the break we'll be back to dig deep and stir up some more awareness and ideas that we hope might just get your tongues wagging with your friends and your family because we'd love to keep the conversation going about the importance of belonging. You're listening to Radio Italia Uno on 87.6 FM. Heart Choice Enterprises offers occupational therapy services that assist in making life doable and enjoyable for adults with lived experience of disability and for caregivers. Using an occupational therapy framework, Heart Choice Enterprises also develops and leads projects that promote inclusive communities. The Heart Choice Enterprises' mission is to co-create belonging and well-being. Their vision is balancing heart and mind in living, leading and caregiving. Visit their website www.heartchoiceenterprises.com or call 0401 065 234. 
You're listening to Now We're Talking, promoting empowerment and ensuring the conversation continues. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to the Now We're Talking radio show and we are the Now Empowerment Collective. And it's that time of the show when we get to raise some ideas that might capture your imagination or provoke some further pondering, dear listeners, because we'd love you to for you to keep the conversation going about the importance of belonging. Now, Susan, Elizabeth, today we started the show talking about how a sense of belonging between people can create the benefits of a commitment to a shared cause, a willingness in individual people to take responsibility and purposeful actions beyond their own interests because they're motivated for a collective good or a collective place or a collective event. You know, this sort of sense of a collective benefit that people mm. are motivated by because they they have this sense of belonging that's driving it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really good. We know the power and the benefits of belonging. I'm going to kind of be a bit of a stirrer now and, and, and ask us to go to the sense of, is there a shadow side of belonging? You know, is there some sort of liability and <laughs> and, and not so attractive uh, downside of, of the human need to belong? So, um, you know, do we get really needy sometimes? Does it take us to places where it it isn't so healthy or so great? So um, what do you reckon? What do you both think? Can the human desire to belong ever stop people from being authentic, for example, or from being true to ourselves? And why does that matter? Uh, One thing that I'm I'm hearing when you're speaking, Cherie, is what we touched on at the beginning of the show about the responsibility that belonging brings. So uh, let, let's break it down to being on a soccer team. Oh, yeah. That's okay. a great example. So, <laughs> thank you. Okay, so we're on this soccer team and we have that sense of belonging, but there's also that uh, responsibility that comes with it. And it's the responsibility of you need to show up for practice, you need to have your uniform, you need to um, communicate with your teammates, you need to be willing to lead, you need to be willing to follow, you need to be willing to take turns and all of that sort of stuff. And so there's a lot of responsibility there. And so perhaps people then can think, oh, you know what, I'm going to make the choice not to belong because I don't want to take on the responsibility that comes with it. And then I actually think you really lack the experiences. You miss out, I guess, in you, a way. Is you, that what you're saying? Yeah, you yeah. you miss out on on so much beauty because sometimes those things, sure, they can be a little bit annoying, they can be a bit cumbersome, they can challenge you and your ideologies, but of, but ultimately they're going to actually create your growth and if we go back to the soccer team and the, the growth and the unity and the collaboration and the connectedness of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is a great metaphor for life. Mm-hmm. Mm. So do I dive in or do I pull back from the efforts of belonging? Yeah, there, there is some effort that goes in. Is what I'm kind of getting from what you've just raised, Susan. So yeah, yeah that's that's something to think there's, about, isn't it? There's yeah. definitely some effort. Hmm. I'm just going to pop a little different uh, a slant on that. Um, yeah, because I, I I sort of I I think the word belonging is a sacred entity unto itself. So I just want to pop it there and just get everything else away from it because mm-hmm. it's just such a, a, a human fundamental. Mm-hmm. So 
um, what can happen when we talk about the shadow of it is that there may appear to be a codependency that can come from the need to belong, but good old belonging is just sound and true, so to speak. And as humans, we are, yeah, our insecurities perhaps are what um, create other words like codependency and, uh, yeah, Neediness. Neediness, yes. yes. Um, and, and one of the things that really did pop pop out to me when uh, Cynthia was talking was uh, contribution and that that these young people uh, do actually want to con- contribute. And, of course, that is being part of community, is the ability to um, yeah, be in unity, in, in communion, you know, like uh, com. Um, so... Yeah, shadow around that. Um, Yeah, and I'm going to bring story because I can't help myself, is that it reminded me of um, an experience I had as a child um, of a friend, um, you know, that we're – and I guess, you know, again, I'm harping on about being an only child, but, um, you know, from a big family, you know, that I used to go and visit. And one day I just rocked up on a Saturday – I don't know where, how I got there or whatever, but um, they were going to the beach and I thought, great, but uh, I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so they got, all got in the car and I had to go. So I, I remember it vividly and then walking uh, down the road and thinking, oh, wow, that was, that was a bit of a bummer. And, um, but then as I got closer, I remembered my mum's friend lived in a house on that street. And so I knocked on her door, Auntie Barb's door, and you know, she sort of had a, a rough life sometimes. But anyway, I, I walked in and uh, she was washing her, her sheets in the bath. Wow. Because mm, she didn't have a washing machine. And uh, anyway, so we washed the sheets. And I felt like I belonged, you know, because I was actually helping her and contributing. And it was, you know, I can, like, again, see that like it was yesterday, just kneeling on the bathroom floor and washing the sheets with her and her just, yeah, being mindful of me as a a small child. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, so it can feel like there's the shadow side, you know, walking down that street, I felt all alone because I felt rejected. But in actual fact, you know, just at the other end of that road... There I was, belonging again. Yes. Yeah, so it's sort of just this the spirit of belonging is always there. I agree. I think it's around us and available yeah, to us. Yeah. It's about you just gotta find tapping it. into it yeah. and finding an entry point. Yeah. 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 And not, not panicking. Yeah. And not making other people wrong. No. No, it yeah, just yeah. was, oh, you don't belong there today. That's right. Not yeah. at this moment. Mm. This right. is not your spot yeah. at this moment yeah. to connect. Yeah. But there is some way else to connect that yeah. you can contribute. So yeah. how that translates to migrants, yeah, maybe it does, you know. Whoever's listening, you know, maybe it does. Oh, look, it, I think we heard from those young people in that video yeah. in 2016 how they were dying to get out and, um, you know, contribute, find a role to give yeah. in the community. Yeah. Like there was a young man wanted to be a surf lifesaver. There was other people wanting to do events at the AMRC. Yeah. They wanted to, um, you know, volunteer their time. Yeah. It was it was like a passion. It yeah. was a real driver. Um, they wanted community and they wanted to contribute. So, yeah, I think it's um, yeah, I think that I think that migrants and people everywhere mm. sort of you know when we really think about it, we kind of do know 
uh, that belonging is so important and that it's just waiting. We just have to keep finding mm-hmm. a way, finding a way, mm-hmm. never panicking, finding a way. And it's so interesting. So for me, when I first moved back to Australia, having grown up here, but then actually moving back after 25 years away was, I believe it was really conquering my greatest fear because I actually didn't think I belonged. Yeah. And when I was coming back, I'd already convinced myself that this was not where I belonged. And so I created that in my lived experience. (laughs) And I literally spent the first year sort of sitting there feeling really quite sorry for myself, going, well, I don't belong here, I don't belong here. Um, And actually I was wrong. I was wrong. And it was actually me having a conversation with myself about how I interpret belonging and the feeling that I want to feel as a result of belonging, and then also stepping up and owning the role I was playing in feeling like I didn't. And yeah, so I used to perceive that very few people spoke to me and, uh, you know, I just kept reinforcing this this created creation of my mind, which wasn't actually a truth. Yeah. And when you changed your perspective, Susan, did you then start to notice how many opportunities for conversation <laughs> you were getting, actually? Well, it was so funny because, like, for example, when I go to the gym, I used, I used to interpret that when I went to the gym, nobody spoke to me. And now everyone speaks to me. <laughs> everyone. And, and you know, and that's what happens to me in lots of places that I go to. And so it really was, it was actually a beautiful awakener for me mm. because it was actually my interpretation mm. of belonging mm. or actually stepping out. And, and for me, it was that I was actually not willing to take responsibility for the role I needed to play to belong here in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was not willing to put the work in ah. for that. And so then you found out you were a connector. <laughs> yeah, and then I found out I was a connector, and <laughs> then I also learned that belonging is actually internal. Yeah, it, it's actually yes. internal. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. And so when I've actually um, healed that relationship with myself and my perceptions and and what I was creating. And, and, you know, I never thought I could live in Adelaide and I'm still here. And I really understand and I try to um, do it with my children as well that belonging is internal, mm. which therefore means that externally, wherever you are, you can actually still create that peace within yourself. That's fabulous. We had, I had a real, uh, there's a great quote by a person living with disability. So in my work where I've worked with people with disability for decades now, but there was this fantastic quote that had come up in a book and it said that this person had had voiced the fact that they thought that um, belonging was outside of themselves, but when they realised that it was them being Mm. comfortable with their own self and, and when I was teaching at uni, we had this great conversation with the students around how that actually means that nobody can give belonging or take belonging from each person. Belonging is I within you and how yes. how much you accept yourself. And if you can keep working on accepting yourself, it means that you're never dependent on the external for your sense of belonging, that you're really just doing you you're just aware of belonging and Absolutely. accepting mm. and yep. and that's what happens in your yep. life so yep. you empower yourself it's a really empowering and important process Absolutely. to have and then you feel that's like you know when you're young and you feel like you can't walk into somewhere alone because you're so self-conscious and yes. and, and now you just get it yes just, if you want to go somewhere you just go <laughs> you just know you're going to you're going to fit in and Absolutely. you're going to belong and yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. be fine yeah 
Yeah. If you're a connector. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Everybody. <laughs> when when we were oh, a family growing, a <laughs> when we were a family growing up, we moved around to the states of Australia quite regularly because my father was in a transferable job, mm-hmm. so he got a job. Mm. We started in you know Queensland, and we went up Queensland, down Queensland, into Melbourne, across to Perth, over here to Adelaide, and we haven't moved since. But it, like I really related to your story before, Elizabeth, about your Irish friend, because I felt like from my experience of shifting, 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 I got this great um, experience of the beautiful landscape across our massive country Mm. and just the uniqueness and the unique beauty in various parts of Australia, Um, but also the overall spirit of, you know, the land and and the, the, oh, just Mm. the the climate here and the colouring and, like, it's just gorgeous. But... I always had that feeling that it didn't really matter which city we were in. It was the fact that we were there together and we were a nuclear mm-hmm. family. We didn't have relatives in all those places. So we'd get there and we didn't have many other family, just ourselves. Um, so it didn't really matter where we were. It was that we had each other. And then mm. it was the relationships that we built and the friendships that we built in our, in the communities that we moved in that then that, that felt like home. That city started to feel like mm. home. So um, I really related to that when you were talking about your Irish friend, the stories we tell, the conversations we have, mm. the people connections that build up. That is the belongingness. Um, yeah, not not just the place, although place can be part of it. Sure, yeah. Place can certainly be a part of it. If you don't see the same trees or you don't see the same colour blue sky, you can feel terribly homesick for mm. a place that mm. you feel like you belong mm. in. So it's it's a very rich concept, isn't it? Um. So um, I reckon that we might be getting towards the end of our show, team. Mm, what do you think? It's, it's, been a, good it's one. a huge topic. A huge <laughs> it's topic. a really huge and we topic. We could talk forever, and I hope that as we talk, our listeners are kind of feeling yes, 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 no, no, don't. Sit <laughs> and I just hope maybe you take some of these concepts and take mm. them to your dinner table and have a bit of a chit chat with your um, friends, family, uh, and maybe as you move around Adelaide, if you're seeing migrants and, and connecting, having the opportunity to connect with migrants, that you can start the conversation. Conversations and can extend that warm welcome. And, and what a great uh, dinner time conversation starter when you're yeah. sitting at the table to actually ask your children. Yeah. You know, what's your what's your opinion about belonging, and do you feel that you belong, or yeah. uh, or do you feel that you don't belong? Great, yeah. great, great awareness to have, mm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah great yeah. awareness. Hey, so that's our show for today. I'm Cherie Rowett and I've loved being your host today. And thanks to my co-hosts, Elizabeth E. Lames and Susan Knapp. Thank you. And Thank to you. our guest, Cynthia Caird, for her commitment and passion towards supporting more belonging and to grow in our communities. In case you missed the feature interview with Cynthia Caird from the Australian Migrant Resource Centre, please head over to our podcast for that and all our past episodes. Our guest next week will be Jackie Pohl, who is the founder and director of Wild Earth Oceana. So Jackie will be able to tell us about Australia's first film festival and movement that has ever purely focused on wildlife. (laughs) Wow. So we're looking at this, still the same thing, Mm, the importance of belonging, but we're extending it out to sort of consider what humans can learn from other species about how to belong in harmony on this planet. Beautiful. Yeah, that'll be great. I'm really looking forward to our conversation with Jackie as well. So do be sure to join us again next week at the same time for the Now We're Talking show. And in the meantime... As a humanitarian, I'd love to leave you with the following empowering quote to ponder. The quality of our laughter and joy, the knowledge of our voices, thoughts and actions are weaving beauty around this land.